Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Dave Hasty. Hi, I'm Dave Hasty. I'm Josh Betteridge. And I'm George Ashwell. And we are Before the Lights. Before the Lights. We run a gym in central London where we train actors for film roles. Everything from superhero workouts. Is trying to work out with Hugh Jackman just ridiculously intimidating? Yeah. I was like, I lifted a 160 deadlift or something. And he was like, oh, mate, that's really good. Well done. Why are you talking pounds or kilograms? (laughs) (laughs) To keeping people ticking over mentally and physically between jobs. When I'm working as an actor, you're like, oh my gosh, I never knew that life could be this amazing. When you're not working, that can then feel like... I remember all of those older actors who were very sad whenever they weren't working. And I'm like, now I I get it. (laughs) Our day-to-day is in the gym, but this is absolutely not a podcast about how to work out or get ripped. You might get the odd tip every now and again, because that is how we earn our living. But the main reason we're here is just to chat to our clients about their careers and their relationship with fitness. This is where I start to sound kind of like one of those one of those actors who's going to talk about his prize. <laughs> um, like, you got to look after your instrument, man. Expect everything that goes on behind the scenes, when they're on set, on stage, or embarrassing themselves during a workout. It's me running, and you just see, like, my hand. <laughs> I keep on going. So you just see me kind of, you like, limping out of shot. I was first up for the relay team, and I didn't have any spikes. We set off a face-planted uh... on the ta- tarmac, and I just heard Scott Dawson, who I fancied so much, go, Liv, your ass is munching on your shorts! Like that. You're listening to the Before the Lights podcast. This week's episode, we have the wonderful Connor McNeil, who um, plays Kenny in industry amongst, we find out, a million other things that he does professionally. He is a busy man. Currently under contract and couldn't disclose too much about his upcoming project, but hopefully by the time people listen to this episode, all that stuff will be well and truly out there. So things might make a little more sense. I could just listen to his accent all day anyway on a podcast. Beautiful voice. He, he is. He, he does do. He does do audio books as well, which yeah. you can imagine. Bedtime very voice. good. Bedtime voice. Connor. 
Jalapeno. Yeah, it's very nice. What do you call it? Can I have some fajitas, please, mate? <laughs> Jalapeno. No, you said it. Yeah. Uh, Josh is the type of person that says chorizo as well. Uh, and paella. He does it. He does it all. He really commits. What do you say? Twats. <laughs> <laughs> Jala- jalapeno. I just. I do. I, I, don't, I, I don't respect I do the language. Jalapeno. jalapeno. <laughs> I just go, that. Jalapeno. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> jalapeno. The reason we do this at the beginning is because it takes Dave about ten minutes to warm up to introducing us to the podcast before we start. Are we recording already? Yeah. Have yeah, I said anything? <laughs> <laughs> it's not live. Don't worry. I know, but still, I don't trust you guys. You can. See, we can <laughs> So Close. why am I here? Well, uh, yeah, who it's knows? a good good start. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Before the Lights podcast, and this week's guest, Connor McNeil. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. How would we would describe you as a writer, an actor, yeah, director? Not yet, not but yet. Maybe one day, yeah. In the future, yeah. Just uh, a behemoth of the creative arts. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for having me. Also, <laughs> stage supreme. You did the Ferryman for how long? For very long. I did it for 11 months on Broadway, That's or on West insane. End, and then five months on Broadway. Insane. Wow. Are they diff- very different crowds? Like a London crowd and a New York crowd? Massively, yeah. Really? The Americans are really vocal, and mm-hmm. an English audience a little more, I suppose, respectful or restrained or whatever, but the uh, American audience will shout out and what, d- during laugh. The, during the play? Yeah, not like shout out in a bad way, but like they're very vocal in the reactions. Like they'll yeah. let you know they're having a good time. Mm. Yeah, I remember going to the cinema in America for the first time, and it was insane. Like, mm. Why is everyone interrupting the film? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, it's happening. And you're like, whoa, are we? is that what you do here? Very funny. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm, it's I remember weird. going to, I'm not sure if I watched it with you in it or not, but I remember going there with like the, the like, respect, you forgot. respect the play. <laughs> I don't think I knew you. I don't I think I knew you. He was in it for 11, 11 <laughs> months, Josh. I don't so. think so. I knew you. Chances are he was in it. Well, I remember everyone was like, were you in every show in London? Yeah, I, I don't think I missed the show. In so London. then you would, you would have seen I it. didn't know him by no, then. I did miss a show. In, oh, this brings us. That was it. That was the show. Into keeping fit. Oh, yeah. And looking after your body, I wasn't really keeping. Well, no, I was keeping fit. I was going to ask, don't you have to? Like, that's a lot of. You do when you're doing eight shows a week, but we had a big fight sequence. Me and Tonglin Carney had a fight sequence, and I, whatever way I turned, my neck, I woke up the next morning and my neck was locked. So I couldn't turn. I had to turn my full body to turn left or right. Robot right? actor. So I was like this. Hello. And I came in and they were like, you're not going on stage. And I was like, no, I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely fine to go on stage. And they're like, you're not going on. So I missed like four shows. I'm, they yeah. I was at one of those. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. The part I was played by Conor McNeil is now going to be played by Conor McNeil's robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> would that have been before we met you doing that? Because you came into us when, it was a few years ago now, wasn't it? Like, Why did I come to you first, George? There was a reason. There usually is a reason. I think you were doing the play when we met. So that Maybe it was after what, your 2017? neck. 2017? Would it have been that? It probably was after my neck. Yeah. You trying to not let that happen again. Yeah. And also just like keeping your stamina. Like now in hindsight, I wasn't fit enough to do a play full stop. As in like physically yeah. fit. Doing eight shows a week of a three and a half hour long play. You need Same. to be like your energy levels and everything. So you need to, to keep that up. Yeah. And it's, Starting in the middle of it when you're already tired to start trains, a really difficult thing. You need to be prepped before. Mm. Oh, you can't start. I wouldn't have thought it'd be impossible to start in the middle. Because mm-hmm. by that point, you're already kind of fatigued anyway. Yeah. Because like, when you get to the end of a run, do you feel like you just want to kind of sit down and chill for like a week? When we finished in New York, me and Laura Donnelly and Frafi went to LA for like two weeks and did nothing. Like we cycled and swam and hiked a bit. And it was like just 
amazing. And do you now like having done that and not not kind of put any attention on your health and fitness and prep? Do, is that something now that you'd always like try and factor in? You reckon? A hundred percent. Like we were talking about this today, George, about a baseline. Like you need a baseline of like health and fitness for our job to be able to to do it properly. Yeah. I think. Mm. I guess it gives you a bigger kind of scope for potential jobs as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if you know like you're capable of being sort of mm. whatever like trying to get to a certain yeah. point of fitness or a certain point of strength or whatever it is you, mm. you kind of know where you're at in as a starting point 100 percent, and also just even in like in general like feeling good and feeling healthy only benefits the work right it, like if you're sleeping well and you're energetic and all of that stuff going even in the meetings and everything it has a massive impact on it mm. compared to lazing about for a load of weeks in yeah, between yeah, jobs yeah. and like or, or like or like getting pissed People are surprised when they realise that being fit and healthy helps with creativity and Massively. not just like working and then partying and then working again, which is kind of yeah, like yeah. the old habit of sort of 10, 15 years ago of people. Going mad for it. Just going, just, yeah. yeah, just enjoying themselves in between each project because they've been working so hard. When actually look after yourself and enjoy yourself a little bit, that's your. Also, sort of like we were talking about, like, for success. I'm going to do a job that we're not allowed to talk about, but, but that it's an action job and it's, it's physical and it's fit. And so it was a really quick turnaround from being offered it till when we start shooting. It was a really tight turnaround time. Mm -hmm. And so I have to get fit very quickly, but having that baseline that we feeling that I yeah. commend to you guys every well, night. Well, that's what you've anyway. done really well in the last yeah. couple of years, I guess, because you trained before industry mm -hmm. and then you've maintained it and then trained again before the second season. season. And very industry. differently as well. We were talking about that today, weren't yeah. we? That, like, yeah. That's something I wanted to talk about in yeah. general is that, that the show is all about like the world of investment banking, which mm -hmm. is just go, go, go. And it's kind of like hammering it and they burn out when they get to like 40 or whatever. But they are all training as well. That's the thing is yeah. well. they're all like mad, they in do the everything, mad on the paint. Everything mad on to 100%, like yeah. don't they? For like, there is a sort of finite time you can do that for. Did any, I guess you can't like train to, to be in that mindset of playing those characters or anything, but could you, is that something you had to like prepare for? I think with training with you guys, like I, I wanted to get really tight. Mm. Like I wanted him to be wound up and quite like that. And, that, and mm. we'd done that. We like, we said you, you were training like he would train. Yeah. And we were doing like pretty aggressive training in a sense of like to get you in that mindset. And I think you yeah. were sort of personally getting into the mindset of the character anyway as you built up to it. So yeah. it's kind of like, like and then I mean I don't know how he's such an angry guy. Yeah, how much people know about the next series of it, but like the character it's shift. Scary. There is a character shift, and we shifted and then, and yeah, how we and were training. Well, you shifted your lifestyle in order and to massively sort of adapt to and it. like, but even just in like stripping down and losing a bit of weight as well, yeah. and like he's a bit more chilled in the second season, so like changing everything up yeah. a wee bit was massive, and he looks so different. I look so different. I have a beard and everything in season two, so it's massively different. When you watch it, the shift in how, how we, trained we trained yeah. and how his character was, was quite interesting. Yeah. Being in the mindset of your character isn't just like learning what type of person he is and what type of, like, what he's going to say. It's like, no, you actually have to like go, okay, what would this person do? Mu what music would this person listen to? Mm. What, what, what would this guy do in the gym? And it's like all the things we can try and incorporate. It's also great, like whenever we were up there, we did, we were really lucky in the place they put us up in and uh, we shoot it in Cardiff and there's a, like a gym in the apartment block and I go and train. You sent me like wee lists of things to do or whatever and I go and train. But like having that hour of training to just think about the part without being like, analyzing the script or doing anything like that it's just you and your head working out is so helpful as well mm. like it gives you a really good space to do it are there other things you do like in terms of like prep for any role whether it's 
training or reading reading yeah it's like i read like in the history like i read like i tried to read finance for dummies it didn't it didn't work out i don't know anything about finance it's terrible to say but i know very little about banking it's about a good th- show in the sense <laughs> that it doesn't it doesn't like, read the you lines. have to know anything about it really because you get yeah. the you get an idea of the culture of the place pretty it's, like yeah, straight it's the, away it's the personal relationships right yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like more about that me and emily called it my wife we called it sexy bankers that was our reference That's for cute. the show a no, it was literally directed Kenny. at you only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we watch The Sexy Banker today? Sexy Banker. I mean, Amber, my fiance, who's just started like watching it for like four or five years now, she's like, it wasn't like this when I started. This is all, <laughs> damn, it's all changed. She didn't have all the it's fun. A, it's a dramatization of banking. It yeah, it is. It is a dra- That's unfair. I actually have a mate who works in banking and I went and worked with him for a day on his floor. Oh, amazing. And Tell and us about like that. Like a work experience kid. Yeah, I did. Like it, son going with it him. was like, there was the, what was more interesting was the banter. That's what I really wa- like watched on the banter because actually the job stuff was pretty dull for me. I was like, <laughs> all right, they're like at a computer now and again chatting to someone on the phone a little bit. But the banter was really real, that's, and that helped our show massively. Yeah, yeah. Like banter is yeah. a huge part of it. But that's why it's renowned for that because the job is so boring or like so high stress is they have to like get out somehow so they will just rip the. Pit. I mean, we do. Well, too, I, to be fair. whenever you're yeah, but whenever you're dealing with like millions of pounds and it's your responsibility as to whether you lose that or or double it or whatever, that's terrifying, right? We just worry about if we count to twelve or not the right way yeah. when we're doing reps. Isn't I you? still use all my fingers to do that. <laughs> there was there was a, there was a couple of moments today where we both just went, "Am I done yet?" And I was like, "I don't know." We were talking about something. I've completely lost. Track. I, we're not great at counting reps, are you? Are we, been, no. George? To be fair, it's not your responsibility. No, it's, it's definitely me. It's definitely and I have I've been called out on this podcast for not keeping track. <laughs> you, you're just, just guess. Just go with eight. Eight's always a safe bet. I do like distracting. As well, you are the ultimate. Fair. The king. You of once came in and sat in the reception. I think we were like twenty minutes into your session before I realised that you had deliberately just been. Telling stories <laughs> so that you didn't, because you came in, you're like, I don't want to do this today. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I was like, shit, we're literally 20 minutes in and we haven't even gone in the gym yet. <laughs> it's the maddest thing as well because I always feel amazing after being in there, but I, he- I hate it. Starting, you hate starting. I hate starting yeah, and I enjoy it when I'm Do you hate it all the way in? Like if you're on your way, is the whole journey you're just going like, fuck, <laughs> imagine, oh, imagine angry, angry Connor on his bike. No, no, I like chuff to get there and then when I get there, I go, oh yeah, no, I don't like this place. <laughs> Only joking, yeah. I, I, do like... think, I do think we get away with that where people are coming to see us so yeah. they're quite happy to like come to see us. Yeah. But then when they get there, they realise, oh shit, I'm not just hanging out with them, I have to do shit. And then there's like yeah. a momentary, like during the warm-up normally where people are like, Oh, is that would that then mean that if you weren't coming in, you wouldn't bother sort of with exercise? I suppose we touched on it earlier. I do, but I'm really kind to myself in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, like, when you're going, is that oh, 12? You're like, yeah, that was 12. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, just like things that are, yeah, I don't know, like legs never get done. I'm like, I'll do the legs tomorrow, I promise. But we myself. have to fight to do legs. You, you just want to do chest and arms every chest time. Chest and arms, it's dead easy. I, I, love it. I love it when Connor comes in because he's like, he's like my, bit, I'll chest. call it like seven minute therapy when it's just, you don't ask, how are you? So how are you feeling today, Josh? I'm like, I was like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna offload to Connor now for ten minutes. <laughs> That's good, though. Like that. <laughs> we get a little bit back. It's great. And then we just, yeah, it's like a, it's quite reciprocal. Mm. But it is really good in there. If it, that's why the gym is so good. Is like, I was thinking about it today. Like you guys give such an, you set up an amazing. There's loads of personal trainers who are really good, but you just make a space where it's like you feel like you're part of something bigger, and you can totally be yourself in there. You can talk about how you're feeling. It's like kind of. Special guys, I'm gonna start crying. I'll have to leave. I'll feel awkward. <laughs> Dave doesn't cry. I'll start crying with you. <laughs> Josh will definitely cry. <laughs> Josh, what do you reckon people should do if they're a fan of this podcast? 
Oh, um, I think they should like it, share it, and subscribe to it. Well done. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Well, I do want to talk about Belfast. Oh, do you? Do you? <laughs> the city. I'm... Oh, right, that's no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you talk about Belfast? Because I'm not really in Belfast, the movie. And people keep... But like, you are in it, but you're not ever really so, Ever so momentarily. Right. And, like, it was, like, a thing where there was a part, and Ken was like, well, you're around, do you want to come do it? It was in the middle of lockdown. And I went and done it, and I'm really privileged that I got to be part of something mm. that's done so well and so special. But I'm not really okay. in that film. Go but watch I'm, it. I'm really proud Just of don't it. expect but to do go it. watch it. Yeah. But I, I'm slightly there. It's a nice town. City. It's a great city. 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 Sorry, that's what you wanted city. to talk about, though, Dave, yeah. isn't it? I wanted to talk about Belfast. the city. Yeah, the yeah. city of Belfast. Where's your favorite, what's your favourite part? My favourite part of Belfast? <laughs> did you grow West up Belfast? in it, or did you grow up no, out of it? No, I grew up in West Belfast. No, I love it. I love going back now as well. To like, we've got class restaurants and stuff. It, like, since I moved, it like has become. Does that happen recently? Over the last like ten years, Is that maybe. Game of Thrones money. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it had a huge impact on. Have it, they yeah. built the big studio tour thing yet? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Things, yeah, it's like, like Game that. of Thrones world. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's great, you know, because that's all down like where the Docklands are, and now they've got this massive walkway. You can do a huge walk down the side of the Docklands. Really nice around there. And they've got loads of art up. It's all Game of Thrones related. Like, and at the start, I was like, "Oh, this is like old Celtic." Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> then as I got closer, it was like a Targaryen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like HBO across the top. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like. I don't remember what? this story yeah. from school. <laughs> yeah. With the QR I mean, code. I mean, of the dragons. What? <laughs> <laughs> we had dragons here? <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm surprised. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's great. Is, it's that, great. is that not a bit, a little bit of key, kicking the teeth to like Northern Irish culture being like, okay, the most the famous thing. thing, yeah. Our most famous things. We had the Titanic. In that same area, there is just a massive Titanic museum. There is, which is really cool. But what which is nobody worth, talks worth about. Going to. In that, I loved it. In that same area, they built the first har- set. Harrier jump jet. jet. Harrier. Yeah, Harrier jump jet. The ones that go up. Yeah. yeah. That was created there. What is he saying? Harrier. <laughs> Harrier jump jet. But like, at, what age, at what age did you move over? Did you come straight so to I London? Know, I went to Dublin. I got a job doing th- in a in a play in Dublin, and then I got like some TV work in Ireland and stayed there. And then I came to do a play at the Domwar here mm. when I was twenty two or twenty. Had you like gone? Had you gone to drama school and no. studied it, or you just went boom? I got. I was like a child actor. I got done stuff when I was like fourteen, and then I got a job when I was finishing school, and did that, and I just that was it. I I applied for drama schools though, but. I got into two and they wouldn't give me a deferral to the next year night because I booked the job that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and then the, all the rest of them wouldn't let me here. Yeah. but also you don't need to go to drama school once you work no it's, I'm really grateful I guess yeah if you're already working yeah. you kind of you're, you're already you got your foot in the door and it's a lot of people that, most people I guess they do it go to an drama agent school or they do it to yeah 100% but there's something about learning like I've made mistakes through trial and error on screen or on stage in front of paying customers. Do you know what I mean? As we're at drama school, you get to try stuff out yeah. and see where you sit. And but like that's to say, like, everybody's mm. going to make, like, mistakes at some point. Mm. Also, it doesn't like, matter, like, if you've studied something or not, I guess. You'd study yeah. it to kind of learn the theory, but you can learn it you by still have doing to it as action. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you got to put the hours in regardless. So I suppose that wouldn't really... Mm. I don't think that would be, like... Uh, a negative thing mm. yeah maybe of. also like learning theories of acting I suppose is like learning theories of what we do mm. there's different ways of making the same thing work and mm. you could almost be if you were taught one theory you could almost be stuck in the rut of only ever doing that theory of acting yeah and you've got free reign of whatever you want to do because it's just instinctual did you find that when you did go from like Belfast to Dublin and then Dublin to London 
like what you the, the types of jobs you were trying to get did that change they got a lot? bigger but just because they, 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 i followed a career that was going that way do you know yeah. what i mean like it was like you start in like small theaters in belfast and then build your way up but nothing massive no mm-hmm. not really um what about lifestyle wise then in terms of like obviously when you get to london because it's kind of just like boom everything oh it's a lot of fun in it whenever you're 22 or 23 did you did you kind of fall into like a gang did you know people here in the first place loads, you like, do you know what loads of us from there was a load of irish actors in dublin who moved over around the same time so mm-hmm. we'd like an instant gang and then i made mates over here you make mates through work though all the time. So. Yeah. Well, you are like you're also the king of making friends. Like everyone Am knows I? you. Yeah. I just started laughing when Dave went. Did you join a gang in London? Did you join a gang? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. It was like Charlie Murphy and Sarah Green and uh, Robbie Sheehan and all those guys all moved over around the same time, and it felt like a big wall of Irish actors who just landed in London. Yeah, that would have been wicked, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just turn up in a pub and be like, well, it's just, it's I want to be with those guys. And then it's all of you at like V Festival. And then all of you. That's like what I met you at yeah. Festival, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that'll stand as one of the like greatest Ultimate summers of all yeah. time. Well, they there's like V Festival used to be the place where they just for some reason give a bunch of 22 year olds free everything for an entire weekend. Yeah, and expect us not to just be useless. But it was re- no, I wasn't useless at the time of my Which life. I made that? loads of friends that weekend. V Festival that are still friends now. And it was, just and it was Arctic Monkeys that year. It was the Ooh, best. It was they were. amazing. That'd be great. They yeah. were so good. It was when they were like at their absolute pinnacle as well. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. I guess it's like a, it's like a mixer for like people working. I'm assuming they're mostly like actors. It was and just yeah, a bunch of bunch of actors, not just random yeah. twenty year olds getting given tickets. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just you. Do you want to go? Yeah. When you move into the, you move over to London, you end up like kind of going to all the pubs and meeting all the friends and hanging out with all the different actors and going to festivals and stuff. Is there a part of like life where that becomes too much in terms of it's kind of expected, isn't it? In in the I, creative world, it's kind of expected that people are out boozing. I, and yeah, I think especially in a big city, I think any career or any walk of life is like, especially in London, like you notice it. Everybody goes after work for a pint. Everybody like. Drink alcohol's a huge part of yeah. everybody's day to day here. Even for during the week, it's like well, we meet up for a wine or we meet up for a thing. So it's, I don't think you can specifically like pin it to acting. But of course, Jesus, it it is like mm. you know after if you're doing theatre after a show, people want to buy you a drink or or a lot of the events, a lot of the free events like that are sponsored by drink Just, companies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a big thing. Um, I gave up drink for the for a role that turned into me giving up drink. It yeah, was just yeah. hilarious. I did was you, like, did you just you just felt so much better? I felt amazing after thirty days, yeah. yeah. And I noticed how much harder I was working, how much more I was training. And you gave it up to get into kind of the mindset of a character of I was playing person. was sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you said like one thing that really resonated was like, you said, "Oh, you feel good after like a week and then two weeks." But it's like I remember you, and you probably still feel the same. Like there's just a abundance of feeling great. Mm. Like continues like it this trajectory better, yeah. of feeling more and more amazing. It's mad to talk about this because I've never ever spoke about it. So it's like it's something I don't speak about that often, and it's not. I think there's a way of giving up booze that like, it's your identity. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's not that's not the case. I was going to say because like, people automatically view. I I stopped drinking for I think it was like two months for like a sports thing. Yeah, and the amount of people that just give you shit. Yeah, for going somewhere and not drinking. But I was never. It was never the intention to do it forever. 
Where's I kind of had like a definite end point. But did you yeah. find like that was just thing like people kind of go, oh, you don't drink anymore. I, mean, I I had the luxury. It's like such a privilege. People go and play a character who's sober. That's it. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that it's that British culture of like people will push you to drink and unless it's because you've had way too much and you've become an alcoholic and that's why you're yeah. sober. That's the only reason that people take as a genuine reason that you're not drinking. Yeah. So it's like, oh no, I'm just not drinking at the moment. Like, why? Like, what's wrong? And with also, you? Like, I, I like I might have a, but I don't know yet. But I yeah, no, yeah, and you, you're not. Yeah, you haven't said I'm not but drinking forever. I have noticed the impact on 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 like getting shit done. Yeah. Massively. Mm, yeah. On like your time and on my own like positive energy and fitness levels are just different. Like yeah. once you change that and once you go against the grain a bit, you realize there's so much more you can get done in your week. I guess that must impact you quite a bit because if you're writing. Mm. I'm assuming you're writing a lot of time on your own. Yeah. And you've got to kind of motivate yourself to do however much much you set out. Is that something like you'd say, I'm going to try and get this much done in a day. And then I suppose if you've had a few drinks the day before, it's going to be, Hmm. we'll reduce it to that much. We'll reduce it to that much. 100%. Or or like, if you're not boozing, you don't go, I need to be at that party. You're like, I can miss that party, actually. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, for whatever yeah, yeah, reason, yeah. you're just yeah. like, do you if know it, what, I If it's like your out. best mate and it's so, super necessary, you'll be like, oh, I'll make sure yeah. I'll go to that party. But yeah, you don't have to. So, so you lose all those things yeah. where you, and then you're left with another day so you can work that day easier. Do you know what I mean? Like not even just hangover related, actually. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Your schedule. Are there, are there things that you do, just like general practices to kind of make you stick to? Cause I think I would really struggle if I was writing. I would, A, struggle to write something that was worth being... Red. Mm. Yeah, we're not talking about talent. But. Yeah, but in terms of like the the method of it, I, I don't know. No, it changes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm really unstructured, which is really bad because I know loads of people are really like. But not everyone is though. Not everyone has to be. I don't um, think I approach. You're much. you're you're a keen meditator. Yeah, meditate. Yeah. Oh, you're asking about all the stuff I don't talk about. Yeah, uh, the, I like it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to talk about it. No, I do. I I, I, I meditation's huge for me. I think it's like every day I'll meditate, and it's a big thing. And I notice when I don't as well. But clearing your head for the day in the morning, working out, genuinely going mm. to the gym and doing a workout, focuses me so much. Do you like to do those things before you start? Like you start working. For Depends. The day, it's interesting. It? Sometimes yes, to get yourself up and going. But then sometimes if you're writing a lot and it's pretty str- like one of the things I'm writing is like huge research over a long period of time. It's historical. It's like working on it all day. Sometimes it's a bit. I'm not exhaustive in a bad way, but like it's just it needs a lot of your energy and attention. Then finishing the day, your brain's still whirring. So going to the gym in the evening sometimes yeah, is yeah, like yeah. knocks you out. Gets rid of it. But you but you're writing like about four different things that we were we were talking about it earlier and Connor was like, I think that's all of them. Like he's on like think, five different projects. Yeah. You've written a film with Jamie Dornan. Yeah. You could talk about the fact you've done that. Yeah, we've done that, yeah. That's sort of out to just yeah, try and get the money be, and whatever. Like, it'll, it, it'll, yeah. Hopefully it's one of those things. Like feature films are so weird. It's like one minute it looks like they're definitely being made the next minute you don't yeah, know and it's scheduled and all that but like that saved me and Jamie during lockdown you know we wrote that over Zoom during lockdown and Amazing. it was like a such a brilliant thing to focus on I played Fifa with my mates over Zoom you wrote a whole <laughs> we script we wrote a whole script Fifa, yeah have... I think can you talk about what the story is it's set, in Bel- it's set in Belfast it kind of loosely it's set in Belfast uh, kind of against the backdrop of the rave scene in Northern Ireland during the Troubles which is it, a really it, that in itself is a thing yeah. that people probably don't it's an amazing know yeah. was yeah. a thing. Yeah, you just think people just think oh no, no, the troubles. Yeah, but to then think there's obviously life it's going underlying, on. Underlying, yeah, other things are Culture. happening. Like I always talk about home being like as much as it was went through a really like extreme conflict, 
we were were in the centre of the Western world. Like like Manchester had raves going on literally an hour away on a flight. Mm-hmm. Dublin was popping off with the music scene. Like you have London, which is like the height of fashion and mm-hmm. and uh, the arts in Europe at that point. Well, not in Europe, but in in at the time. And it's like that was all very close to us, and we we're in the middle. Of that so we we're still deeply affected by all that. Yeah, so you just course. had a war on the streets. Yeah, it's talking about something that was there mm. that people wouldn't have. And I considered, hope, like, really. I, like, I really do hope, like, we've written something that is about a human experience. It's not, a, it could be lifted and dropped in loads of other places. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, about yeah. really good characters, and, and mm-hmm. it's about those characters and not necessarily, it's a great place to have them there yeah, in yeah, that yeah. environment. The story but, applies to, like... But you could lift it and drop it in other places, yeah. and, and I think it would work. Hey guys, it's Embarrassing Stories time. We've always got some good stories from our guests. We'd love to hear yours though. Go onto our Instagram, Before the Lights UK, drop us a DM with your most embarrassing gym story and we'd love to read them, have a laugh with you. Listen to The Embarrassing Stories. Da, da, da. I like it. Da, da, da. Da. No? There we go. That's that done. <laughs> Embarrassing stories from a gym, from your gym? From any gym. Just from in training. You've done an evil thing to me in your gym. What did I do? You made me get on the verso when like a movie star actress was in the room. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, I remember this. And I went super aggressively hard. I remember this. She goes, Uh, I'm really strong, yeah. And I could nearly threw up afterwards. I remember this. This It was very early on. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) We can beep it out. We can beep out the name. Uh, Can we properly... Who was it? No, we're not talking about. We can beep it. I told you an embarrassing story in in a gym. I'm sure you have. Where <laughs> just an embarrassing story in a gym. I remember. So I got to the gym and I had no underwear, so I just put the shorts on with the nets, right? Yes. Then there was net there. And My I was guy. Like, I'll just shorts think. with nets, yeah. Yeah. Won't refuses to wear pants with them. Why? Oh, what I thought you were on my team. No, no he did it. He, he did it. Forgot I forgot. forgot. I was like, oh no, I've no wonder. And I had to go out afterwards. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to wear the same boxer no, shorts and get sweaty yeah, yeah. and like whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> But I was squatting. It was busy in the gym. By the way, this is like a five, <laughs> half five, six o'clock time. The mouse left busy, the house. Busy, busy gym. Row of bikes behind me, like a whole row. And I'm squatting with a kettlebell. Squatting, squatting, squatting. No, they ripped. <laughs> no, it was net. There was net to stop me, but they definitely got but a whole load of the ass. You can see the satsumas <laughs> in the bag. got a whole load of the ass. <laughs> but the worst bit was it wasn't even that. It was me walking to the changing rooms holding. They're in it together. in a football moment where you do little, little sidesteps. <laughs> <laughs> Sidestepping out the room. So embarrassing. At the bottom of the squat, there's enough tension there for this to the split to be like, there's a, they're getting uh, a great, view. Aggressive they got, they got, they got, they got well. yeah. Oh, mate. I also really embarrassingly was stretching. This is years ago, though. I, I Before I knew what way to train, I thought you just went to the gym and lifted really, really, really heavy weights and, like, <laughs> that would work, right? That's right. So I lifted I lifted really, really heavy weights because I'm a legend. And, uh, <laughs> and I couldn't move my arms. The next <laughs> so they were like that. <laughs> they were like... They were, well, um, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't like see Rick from the elbow, right? <laughs> so my dad was like, you need to just stretch 
stretch them out, stretch them out. And we have a pull-up bar in the house, right? And I was trying to stretch them, ripped my bicep. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really bad. That is really so bad. So to stretch it, you were hanging. Yeah. Your whole body weight <laughs> was then hanging. Yeah, so yeah, when, right. when your arm wouldn't straighten, you're like, I'll fucking oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make it. I'll man. make it. Full weight. Full body weight. Yeah, absolutely awful. Yeah, very silly. I don't know if that's embarrassing or just awful. I mean, that's that's two pretty good, good ones. Hey, spaghetti. You've recovered well and you got some good curls at the minute. Thanks, babe. So you can, you know, the adversity. Best bit, the best bit right we here. get to just talk about how Josh is still on his own as being the man that wears shorts with no yeah, pants. Yeah, I wouldn't normally do it, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think like these. Swimming trunks. Like these, Understood. These you can, yeah. get, you can do because that's like a whole nother item yeah, of clothing. Yeah. We need to actually go through another like workout. Well, when we say netting, how thick is the netting? How thin? Are you is suggesting it? we go get all your shorts? So we sit in the gym. You and put tell them you on, which ones? Not those ones. For mine, for next. No for disclosure, <laughs> we're white, very netted net. Yeah. Like close was, net. Yeah. No, not close no, net. Like open no, net. No, no, no. It's like a nice like a fisherman's net. Like a fisherman's really, net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catching some crabs in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was every, everyone saw his crabs in yeah, his yeah. net. Ah. Oh, yeah. I don't have crabs. <laughs> 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 Perfect. I got a story about Connor that could, we could be easily cut out. Yeah, what is her about? Fucking hell, Connor's like, you once sent me a text. No. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm not going to What a response. <laughs> I love that I'm just having anxiety since I've sat down in this chair. Um, I'm not going to say it, don't worry. I just thought I'd That's very funny. That. that was funny, though. Pa- it wasn't, it was... He snap- panicked, he panicked. Oh, no. he panicked. Over. I want this to be yeah. on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just Just stop talking now. Slam yeah. the record button. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to pour my drink on the... <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to hear from all the guests this series. And what's coming up? So I'm about to do this action movie that we can't talk about, but maybe we can't talk case. about. I mean, you, you, we can put something in now, and then if, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah, let's talk about it. We'll see. But I'm going to do this, like, Liam Neeson action movie. I only found out about a few weeks before mm. I'm going to start. Because like, that's what we're currently training, training me for. for yeah. Yeah, 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 And so the turnaround for that's been really quick. Mm. And we've had to work out quite hard, quite fast, yeah. which goes back to that thing of, like, having a good baseline is, like, Mate, so you went straight back in. We, so had, the, we had that one session where... George you nearly to, killed you. You had, to, you had to lie down and you had a bit of a white face and you yeah. felt like you were going to be sick. You came, you were like, right, I have to do at least three a week. But we have like three or four weeks to get you. It's and now it's pushed a wee bit. It's pushed because so of COVID. Do. But yeah, yeah, because of we COVID, get to, but we get to do a bit more. But basically, more. The, you, what we're talking about, like preparing for a role, it's, you haven't got to take your top off. This isn't like one of those aesthetic things. It's okay, I need to look like I can do the shit that I'm going to do as in, if I was that guy and I had to fight someone, I had to run around, I had to shoot people, blah, 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 yeah, or whatever you have fitness. to do. It's, it's just being fit. Yeah. Like, it's being the reality. But you're not, you're, you're doing like... it to be able to do it. Mm. You're also doing it to look like you could do it because you're that guy. And also to be safe. To yeah. be brutally honest, 100%. like, whenever you're doing all that stunt stuff, as much as it's choreographed down the T, you're still having to put a bit of effort into mm. it. And, yeah. like, if you're not fit you can injure yourself very and quickly the and then you're not able it. to yeah. you would never do anything that many times like never. how the, the amount of times you do anything on a film set 100 is what hundreds of times it can be yeah one 100%. little thing it's like you'd never do that in any other walk of life would you and the yeah exactly 100 and also you want to do as much of it for real as they'll let you as well so yeah. it looks good you know what's yeah. good about that you know how to do all those squats to get your bum looking good? Yeah. Oh my god, Josh, yes. So that's that's prepared you. <laughs> it has prepared that one, me. That one shot you like, guys, I'm getting shot from behind. That was my favourite reason for <laughs> oh. having to train. When he came <laughs> in, you'd be having my So that, that you can, So I did, I can talk so about that. That was so good. He came in, I was like, so what are we training for? And he's like, well, 
Can you say like the words that you use? So I'm doing Dairy Girls because I think it'll be it'll be out by the time yeah. this is out. Yeah. Anyway, the description was so good. The description. It's just one of the characters references how good looking my bum is in it. And I came in and I was just like, "We need to get my ass looking really good, guys." Literally in the script. It's literally it's in, the in the script. They were like, they all speak about for a second. They all speak about how good looking my ass is. And so that was a very specific it was training a good, session. It was a good period of training because... It was one, one, just one session. Yeah, just <laughs> one session. It was no, the only one, one when, he didn't, worked, when he wasn't doing... These guys are amazing. When he wasn't doing chest, <laughs> chest and arms was off the menu for once. <laughs> but it was a good way of getting you to do other stuff that you didn't want to do. Do you know what? It made me realise as well how little I use my legs and my, and my back. Like, I needed to, to do that anyway. You're now slightly more accepting of the legs. Sessions, yeah, I need to be. Yeah. Sometimes you turn up and it's like a Monday and you're like... Oh, fuck it, then we'll do well, do legs, and I haven't said anything yet. All right, then we're doing legs. Yeah. I was like, all right, Jesus. So that's kind of like what we had on Instagram the other day about a training on a Monday and b getting the stuff that you don't want to do. Getting the hardest thing done first. first. Yeah, because then it's done. Yeah, You've done it it's Friday. You can so come true. in and do chest and arms and feel great. You've done a whole week of so training. Yeah. Do you know what's quite funny about the dairy girls thing as well? I don't even know if they really picked up on that in the actual shooting of it once we'd done it. Nobody, like, no one in real life went, oh, look at his ass. No, I think they did <laughs> say the line, but I don't think they shot it in a way that it mattered at all. Like, <laughs> all right. you know what I mean? Like, so it was, like, it was just good prep for the next yeah, thing. Yeah, it was good. Like, but was how so, confident did you feel walking around? Oh, I was around? so proud of myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the shot is actually just a front on of Connor hearing it going, I really, yeah, really, yeah. really tight jeans all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up, let's have, a, let's have a look. No, Josh. <laughs> um, what else is coming up there? Because you got... So you've got, got to go the, do the, this movie in Ireland, yeah. yeah, and then industry comes out yeah. in August. I can't so, wait for that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I'm good. looking forward to seeing how it goes down because it's been a little minute. You were going to start it. Well, we were going to start delay. season two in like the September of 2020. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's mad, and we Has didn't it do it long? then. It was a whole year. It was 2021 before we started. This September 2021. So it's been like a three and a half year gap between series. 2019 <laughs> is when we shot it. My favourite moment about industry is my mum texts me. I think yeah. I might have told you this. She went, oh, there's a really fun TV show on BBC Two called fun. Industry. <laughs> I and, love like, it. and she's like, I watched the first episode, maybe you should watch it. And I watched like the first 20 minutes. It goes. And I couldn't believe my mum was yeah. watching that. And then, about a year later, my fiancé's mum, similar age to my mum, told my fiancé, like, oh, Amber, there's a really nice TV show. It's quite fun. <laughs> really nice. And I was like, why is it everyone's mum? Why is everyone's mum? They, 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 have, kick off they have seen it all before. Like, that is nice to them. Do you know what? I was so nervous about my parents watching industry. I was like, no, there is some stuff in there that is very, very explicit and it's very extreme and the language is like whatever. They loved it. Yeah. They were like, this is great. This is the best thing you've done. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a psychopath. They loved it, yeah. <laughs> I need to ask my mum if she's seen it. I got called it, uh, I see you next Tuesday on the street in Soho once. Because of your character? Because of my character. I love yeah. that. I was walking down and this guy went, mate. And I went, yeah, and he went, industry. And I was like, yeah. And he went, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, okay, thanks. What did you do? You were like, That's good, I think. Like, I don't know. I guess it means you've done your job really well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your job. You have to take that as a compliment. Very, very funny. Because you are in that first season. He's not great. He's not a great guy. In the first season, he's not. There's no point in that. Someone in the street just heckled you for it. I love that. When people really hate a person for like for so something. Can't separate the real yeah. person from the character. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oi, Tom, Tom, that's, I'm going to do him. That's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just oh, call him a cunt. <laughs> Good crack yeah, though. And all of your writing that you've been doing. I can't wait the to see writing's yeah. good. Like, it. The writing's such a strange thing because you go into development for so long with things that like mm. getting it on the screen is... Yeah, the shit you're doing now is going to be 
journey. Possibly yeah. in five years' time coming out on screen. Hopefully not five years' time. George, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, like, yeah, it's a long journey. <laughs> I think I think me and Jamie are hopefully next year will we'll be, like, schedules and stuff are a big thing at the minute for everybody. So it's, like, having time and where we're both free to do that would hopefully be next year. Mm. Spring next year. Hopefully. Amazing. The busiest man. In the BTL family. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Connor McNeil. So thank you so much, guys. you have time to come yeah, to the gym, amazing. to be honest. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's always as fun as this yeah. and as off topic <laughs> as this. <laughs> as much as a shambles. And it always sounds great. I love it. Hopefully some of it's usable. Oh, no, 100%. 100%. 100%. Amazing. Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Connor. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.